Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Did you know that you are designed to be part of a body? Romans chapter 12, Paul writes, Just as we have many parts in one body, you have many parts in your body. Modern science is finding out how complicated and amazing your human body is. And even down to the cell level, they now say that one individual cell they used to think was just a simple blob of matter. Now they say is so complicated. It's like a modern city, each cell. He says, just as we have many parts in one body and all the body's parts do not have the same function. In another part of the Bible, he says, if the ear should say, because I'm not like the eye, I'm not part of the body. That doesn't mean it's not part of the body. Each of us has such different functions, but we're part of the same body. All the body parts do not have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. Friend, you are part of a body. The question is, have you found your body yet? And are you contributing? Are you plugged in to the body that God made you to be part of? You say, how did God make me part of a body? Well, he designed you. We know from the Old Testament that he knit you together in your mother's womb. In Psalm 139, it's the most amazing psalm. It talks about how God knows everything about us, every thought, every action, every motive. He knows us fully. It says that he knit us together in our mother's womb and he saw are unformed parts, even when there were still elements in the earth, magnesium and iron and calcium. And then he knit you and he wrote in a book all the days that he had planned for you. He knows you and he made you. You are amazingly, fearfully and wonderfully made to be part of a bigger thing. We're doing a series of talks called Apart, and the idea is that the devil wants us to be apart from each other. We may think we're part of a crowd or a gang, but actually there is no real knowledge of each other, no love for each other, no real sharing of intimacy. But when we become Christians, we become a part of God and a part of his body. And so we're looking at this. Last week, we looked at being a part of a friendship and how friendship is such a powerful concept in the Bible and how you can be a better friend and have friends. And today we're looking at being a part of a body. So this lovely passage in Romans 12 says, Just as we have many parts in one body, all the body, body's parts do not have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. What a beautiful picture. Have you found your body? Do you know your function? Because if you don't know what your part is, how are you going to fit in to the body? Let's read on. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly. Friend, you have gifts that are different to everybody else. And this is an important point. I don't know about you, but I think today we try to slot ourselves into molds or boxes that say, I am like so-and-so, or I want to be like such-and-such. And we try to be like other people, and we don't value the fact that God has made us, each of us, individuals. He's given us fingerprints that no one else has. Everything about us, our ear shape, our voice 
tone, uh, the iris of our eye. There are so many things about us. Our DNA is unique and God has made you unique. But then he said you belong in a family, in a body with others who are called to be together with you. And when you do your part, the body succeeds and the body functions well. When you don't, the whole body suffers, the Bible says. So I want to look at what are our gifts. And I'm going to show you three categories of gifts in the Bible that they are all referred to as body ministries. But if we look into them a little bit more closely, we're going to see how beautiful and complex God has made us. Because there are seven gifts that are in your makeup. They're part of your DNA. They're part of how God made you and designed you. Uh, They're motivations. They're they're the ways that God has made you and, and wired you together to be. There are seven of those mentioned in this passage in Romans 12. Then there are... Uh, nine supernatural gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, which are things like miracles and tongues and interpretations and healings. These are things that God puts on you by his spirit. And then there are five ministries, which are the directions that we express the gifts that God has given us. And if you take the seven motivational gifts and the nine supernatural gifts and the five exercising ministry gifts and you put them together in different uh, permutations and combinations. So you may have a lot of one, some of another, some of another, and you mix that with the supernatural and with the ministry and you do all these mixings together, you get a unique gift mix that is you. And then we're told that God has designed us for a body and a body for us, us for good works and good works for us to do. It's very exciting. Let's read on. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly. Are you using your gifts? The first point is to know what your gifts are so that you can use them and to not try and put yourself into a box and say, I must be like so-and-so or that other Christian or my friend who seems successful. No, you are unique and God has put you together for a reason. He goes on in verse 6 to say, if your gift is prophecy, use it in proportion to one's faith. So I'm going to list these seven motivational gifts. Now, the first is prophecy. Um, And in the context of this passage, these are all motivations or, or makeup gifts. They are the way we're wired. And prophecy means speaking boldly and challenging people with the way that we speak. And some people are wired to be bold speakers who challenge others. You may be this kind of a person. You won't let a wrong go without challenging it. You, When you speak to someone, you want to convince them. You want to get rid of hypocrisy and get to the truth of a matter. And some people are wired this way. And prophecy, speaking for God, uh, speaking um, with God's words and in God's way, is the way that some people are wired. He says, if that's your gift, use it in proportion to your faith. And this is interesting because we're given a measure of faith, we're told in the Bible, but then we can increase our faith. And so you may have this motivation and you may be a new Christian and think, I've got to speak and challenge. But as your faith grows, you gain weight in the way that you use your gift. And then he adds supernatural Holy Spirit gifts to that. And then he puts you 
in a place where you can exercise the gift in a certain way and all of that grows and as the proportion of our faith grows the exercise of the gift grows the next one in verse 7 he says if your gift is service then use it in serving these are people who get a kick out of serving other people they love to be behind the scenes doing the hard work propping others up they don't mind if they if their names are never mentioned but they love to serve they love to help they love to work hard to make things work and to help other people are you wired that way boy i appreciate these people who are serving people they they have a heart to serve and they don't care if they're in the limelight we couldn't function without them and there are seven of these motivational gifts but you're not just one of them you may have a prophetic leaning where you love to speak up but you also have serving and the mixture that god has put in you is unique to you prophecy serving the third one is teaching the one who teaches in the act of teaching this is the person who loves to explain and to study and to analyze and understand the bible and there are other things that they can learn and teach so so a person who has this motivational gift even if they're not a christian will be the kind of person who loves to study and explain to other people how things work and they break things down into little component parts so that they can make it clear and understandable to someone else we need these people they look at the bible and they understand the big picture and they can explain how it all fits together and how the little pieces fit together and they are so helpful to us and I, i'm sure you can see that in a local church in a local body we need these seven but they're in different proportions the number of people who serve is often large because uh, god has given more people with this gift but the number of people who are very good teachers is often very very few and so we have fewer of those but god puts the pieces together in such a way you may have a part of a teaching motivation but it's not your main thing and so god will use you and put you in the right place in the body of christ for that gift and god has made you unique my dear friend he's given you something that he didn't give anybody else don't try and be somebody else be you because god made you for a reason the fourth one is exhorting verse 8 he says the one who exhorts should use it in the work of exhortation this is where you speak to encourage people and sometimes to get them going you say come on come on you have the ability to uh, enthuse other people and to encourage other people let me just talk about those two words enthuse and encourage enthuse is where we get the word enthusiastic from you can make other people enthusiastic and it comes from two greek words en meaning in and theos meaning god when you encourage someone you are you are giving them god's energy and it may even be that it's not in a christian context you may be the kind of person who can get a team going or get a person going or 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 pick someone up who's depressed and say come on you can keep going you have the ability to exhort to encourage enthuse encourage means to put courage in you have the ability to put courage in people when they're discouraged and we need these people you may say i didn't know that was a gift i didn't know it was such an important part of the body think of it like a human body maybe the gift of exhortation is the eye and you say well i'm not a 
I'm not a, a brain or I'm not an ear or I'm not a hand, so I won't really use my gift. Imagine the body didn't use its gift of sight or whatever the, the different body part is. Can you see how vital each part is? And if you are an exhorter, you have the ability to get people going, to encourage people. We need you. We need you. I need you. The body of Christ needs you. And in your gift mix, this may be top or it may be several layers down, but we need what God has put in you and he's put you together beautifully for a reason. So prophecy, serving, teaching, exhorting. The next one is giving. The one who gives with generosity. Did you know that this was a gift, a function, a body part where some people just provide resources? God pours resources into them and then resources pour out of them to fund and to help and to facilitate the work of Christ. Giving is so important. There are some people who God has given you the ability to make money or to manage money. And he's done it for a reason, because he wants you to give. And you get a kick out of giving, out of investing wisely, out of supporting the ministry of Christ. And often these people don't even need to be named. They they want to be anonymous, but they just funnel so much money and resources. and, And they're able to manage the resources of God to enable God's work to be done. Is that you? We need you. Imagine you didn't do what God had asked you to do. Imagine you didn't find the body to be linked into and you were you were just kind of wandering. Those bodies and that body of Christ where you're supposed to be is poorer because of you not being there. But when you're there, oh, everything works properly. Let me just say that all of us are called to give, just as all of us are called to do many of these things, to serve uh, to speak for God, to do, to do these kind of things, to encourage one another. But for some people, it's high on their gift mix. It's, it's above the normal level of what a Christian is supposed to do. The second last one is leadership or administration. And this is the person who can organize people and resources for a task. They say, this is the task we have to do. This is the vision of where we're going to get to. This is how we're going to organize ourselves. Come on, let's get organized. Organizational and leadership abilities. And we need them in the body of Christ. And then the last one is mercy. The person who feels the pain of the poor, the hurting, the needy, the sick, the oppressed. We need those people. And God has put a level of mercy in all of us. Christ had mercy for people who were sick. Uh, He showed all seven of these in a perfect mix. But in the body of Christ, all of us show a level of mercy, but some, their heart beats for mercy. And maybe it's top on your list. Maybe it's second, third, fourth, but your gift mix is important. So how are you doing with prophecy, with serving, with teaching, with exhorting or encouraging, with giving, with leadership, with mercy? Seven gifts, seven motivational gifts. You say, aren't there many other gifts? They're not the same as these seven. I'm going to show you in a minute that God has three categories of gifts, and they're all distinct and different, and they mix together. And this category are the gifts that God has put into our makeup. Even if we're not believers, we have this this propensity towards speaking or encouraging or serving or giving or teaching. Each of us has a propensity to these and a mixture of these. 
And these are unique. You have all of these seven in different levels. And so I'm going to challenge you to say, where are you on this? Where does your heart um, run towards? Where are you excited about these different things? Speaking clearly, teaching people, serving, showing mercy, giving, encouraging, leading. These are your motivational gifts. Now, let me just show you why I say there are three categories of gifts. In 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 4, he says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. So he says the first category is gifts of the Spirit. The next verse says there are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. The second category is ministries, the way that we express the gift mix that God has given us. And then the third category, verse 6, he says, there are varieties of effects or activities, but the same God who works all things in all persons. These three categories are important, but they're different. They're all spoken of in the context of a body, but he says there are gifts of the Spirit. And then later he explains what they are. He says, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healings, uh, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are miraculous gifts. The first category is the gifts of the Spirit. The second, he says, there are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. And these are described in Ephesians chapter 4, where he says he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ may be edified or built up. And so the second category are ministries within the church, and there are five of them. Apostolic ministry, building churches. Some people feel they are equipped to build churches. They may be at a low level or they may be at a high level, but all of us have a bent towards one or more of these five ministries. Building churches, apostolic, prophetic, speaking God's word and challenging and listening to the Holy Spirit's voice. Some are very much pushed or pulled towards this kind of ministry at a low level or a high level, but this is a ministry gift. So the first is the gifts of the Spirit, where He just puts an anointing on you. The second is ministries within the church, apostolic, prophetic, uh, evangelistic. Some people are really gifted and have a desire to reach the lost, and this is a ministry uh, pastoral is the fourth one. People love to care and shepherd and guide and love and gather people together. And the fifth one is teaching. So the gifts of the Spirit, supernatural, uh, a bit like a mantle put upon you, just a supernatural gift. One day you don't have it, the next day God has given you healings or miracles or tongues or interpretation. Gifts of the Spirit is the first category. The second is ministries of the Lord or of Jesus. And it's apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, where we love to express our gifting in a different way within the body of Christ. Building churches, speaking for God, reaching the lost, caring for people or teaching the Bible. These are ministries and we have a mix of those. And then the last one, he says, there are different, there are varieties of effects or activities, but the same God who works all things in all persons. And these are the seven motivational gifts that come from God. So the first category comes from the Spirit. The second category comes from Jesus. And the third category comes from God. And they are one. They are united. And you have 
input from God the Father in your motivational gifts, those seven gifts, prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, mercy. You have those from God put in you from birth and they've grown through time in your life. You have gifts from the Holy Spirit where he's anointed you to to do miraculous things. And you have gifts from Jesus where he's called you to be apostolic, a bit of teaching, evangelistic, prophetic, pastoral, or, or a mixture of those. And when you get that gift mixed together, you see something beautiful. Now, I just want to close with a verse from Ephesians 2. He says, For we are his workmanship. Workmanship. Other versions of the Bible say handiwork, work of art, masterpiece. We are his workmanship. And it's a Greek word, poema, five Greek letters. In English, it's transliterated P-O-E-M-A, poema. It's where we get our word poem from or poetry. We are God's work of art, his workmanship, his poem, his poema. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. He's made you to do good works. And the good works God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You are God's poema. And I'm just going to go through these five letters quickly to help you find out where you fit in the body of Christ. P stands for passion. P-O-E-M-A. P stands for passion. What are you passionate about? What do you love? What excites you? That is an indication of where God is leading you, where you should be doing ministry. Your passions, your desires, the things that motivate you and excite you. O stands for opportunities. And this speaks of where you are right now. You know, you were born in the time and place that you are for a reason, because there are things God wants you to do where you are. There are needs that need to be met. There are people that need help. There is a church where you are, where you fit in with other people. And the opportunities and the abilities that you have are important. And so we look around. Passion, we look within opportunities we look around without and we say what is there that I can do and this helps me find out where my place in the body of Christ is you may have been put in a city or in a neighborhood where there is a particular need in a church where there is a particular need Uh, there may be things going on around you that God is using to pull gifts out of you You know, Rowan Atkinson is a a famous actor and he's brilliant at acting, but he was once in an aircraft that was crashing and the the pilot was was, uh, sick or had a heart attack. And Rowan Atkinson used his gifts in that situation to help save a whole lot of people and for the plane not to crash. Because your particular circumstances affect the way that the gifts are used within you. And you need to look around. So your passion your opportunities, what is there around you to do, and where has God placed you? E stands for your experiences. What has God led you through? All the things you've learned. You know, God uses everything you've learned, the good and the bad, your qualifications and your bad experiences, the things you've done and the things you haven't done, the things that people have done to you or for you. All of your experiences come together And so ask yourself, what in my experience has God done? What has he taught me? What has he made me care about? And what has he uh, showed through experience that I'm good at? Your experience, your passion, your opportunities, your experience. Remember, we're spelling the word poema, work of art. God has made you a poem. 
And then the M stands for your makeup, your motivational gifts, how God has put you together. Are you more of a teacher, more of a, a prophetic speaker, more of a servant-hearted person, more of a giver, more of a leader? Where has God put you together? And that mix of gifts, how is that functioning in your life? So your makeup. And then the A stands for your anointing, the spiritual gifts that God has put on you. How has God used you supernaturally? Maybe he's given you prophecies or people have laid hands on you and, and they've said, this is where God is leading you. All these anointings, these spiritual gifts where you see a supernatural ability. Maybe it's different to your natural ability. You maybe are not a very good public speaker, but when God's anointing comes on you, people say, wow, God has used you to speak. This is part of your poema, your work of art. And I want to say to you, you are God's work of art, his handiwork, his masterpiece. He's put you together like a poem with all his passion and his rhyme and his rhythm and his planning and his heart and his dreams. He's put you together for good works and he's created the good works for you to do. Find your body, my dear friend. Find people who have the same DNA as you. They have the same values, they, they believe the Bible like you do, and that you fit with, and then say, I'm going to get stuck into this body. Because a body part that is not in a body is dying or at risk of being dead. And you need to be part of a body, functioning with other people, benefiting from their gifts, but also using your gifts. Lord Jesus, thank you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made that you've made me as a work of art and to be part of a bigger body. Please help me, Lord, to find my gifts, to find out how I am a poema for you and to use these for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.